0: All right, we know you've been waiting all week for this episode. It's the follow-through with Clipson. Drew, the True Players podcast. The trade deadline is upon us, people. Drew and I discuss everything that's happened trade-related within the NBA. The unicorn is now with the Matador in Dallas. What does that mean for the future? And what does that mean for the New York Knicks? They got $75 million worth of cap room, but are they really going to get KD or Kyrie? The Lakers dynasty is crumbling. What's going to happen with the young core with the Lakers? And what's going to happen with LeBron? I asked Drew a bizarro world question. I want to know what you guys think about this. And then, of course, we're going to talk about the Los Angeles Clippers. Tobias Harris is gone. Bobby is gone. Uh, but we got a bunch of draft picks, and we got a lot to do with the future. A lot of shit's happening, people. We believe in the logo. So follow through with Clipson, Drew. Drew you are now tuned into the global phenomenon that they're calling the Follow Through with Clips and Drew the uh, True Players podcast Drew. My phone's been ringing off the hook all night. Yeah, man. I got no sleep. Trade deadline is 26 hours away. We have so much to talk about, so much to fucking cover. Um I'd like to thank everybody that woke me up this early in the morning.
1: Are you, are you thankful for that?
0: Oh, Drew, it's my day off today. All I wanted to do was sleep, <laughs> you know, and I don't even sleep in. Like sleeping in to me is like five thirty. Right. My phone was blowing up at three fifteen. Well,
1: yeah, he had, had the wake up call this well, morning.
0: It wouldn't even. Even you hit me up at six fifteen this well, morning. Well, I'm
1: up the I'm up at that hour these God days.
0: Damn, people these... been waiting for this episode, Drew, and yeah. I think you know we're gonna get into why people were texting me so early this morning. But first things first Drew, we got to give the people what they want. This mm-hmm. is episode 63. Yep. What do we
1: got? Talk to me. So, believe it or not, there actually was a player that wore the number 63. Interesting. I know I know that we're we're getting beyond that now. I thought we were done doing it. There is one guy who actually wore okay. the number 63 in 2016, which is why I brought it to the forefront. It's a gentleman I've never heard before. His name is Cody Clark. Don't know Cody. And he spells it C O T Y. Cody. Cody Clark. <laughs> Uh war number sixty three in the two thousand sixteen Boston Celtics. So that's kind of cool. Shouts to you, uh Mr. Clark, wherever you are. We don't know yet. But I went back and I and I looked at my favorite thing to look at now, and I think moving forward, this is gonna be the thing that I that I like to bring up the most is okay. players that have scored exactly sixty three points. Again, short list. And I think How you, many? How many players? Six players total have scored exactly sixty three points at some point in the NBA. Okay. Obviously. Will Chamberlain. Okay. Did that twice uh in nineteen sixty three and sixty five.
0: Sixty-three points in nineteen sixty
1: three. I know. Interesting. I know. Interesting. Uh for the San Francisco Warriors. But it starts mm. it starts in nineteen forty-nine. Joe Fulks.
0: J- Joe Fulkes. Is that Mark Mar, Mar-, 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 Mar- that's,
1: that's I think that's that's Mark that's that Marcus's. Marquelles, Mar- excuse me. Mark Mar- <sighs> That's Marquell Fultz's. Uh no, it's not. It's, it's not. not it's okay. Fultz Joe Fulks. For the 1949 Philadelphia Warriors. Big game for Joe. Big game, 63 points. Uh, Elgin Baylor and Jerry West both did it in 1962. So 63 points both uh, in 1962. Those guys just got buckets. No seems surprise. Like we, seems like we mentioned Elgin and Jerry West in every episode. <laughs> I think it's going to continue. Right. Um, George Gervin. Iceman. S- 63 points in 1978 for the San Antonio Spurs.
0: My question about Iceman, I always want to know mm. this. Do you know if he ever won a chip?
1: I don't think he did. I don't think he did either. I don't think he did. Right. Yeah. Uh, And then the great one, Mr. Michael Jordan, 63 points in 1986. Uh, That is the list of players that have scored 63 points. Is that his career high? No. Michael Jordan, that is not his career high. That wasn't. That is not his career high. We have another one that he reached uh, that we will get to eventually here, so I'm not going to spoil it. Uh, But uh, he did that in double overtime against the Celtics in a loss. Took an L in 1986, so that was against Bird and McHale. Oh that, yeah, that's the right in the heat of I the I remember moment. that shit. Um,
0: he had that double in between the legs, step back on Bird. That was just so saucy, dude. So
1: saucy, yeah. MJ. You know what's crazy is both of Wilt Chamberlain's 63 point efforts were in losses, and George Gervin's 63 point effort was a loss.
0: L's. Just everybody taking L's. <laughs>
1: everybody taking L's. Check this out, dude. In this, in the, in the Gervin game in 1978, it was against the Utah Jazz. Oh, actually this probably was New Orleans back then. probably the New Orleans Jazz. And they lost 153 to 132 regular time. No overtime, no there. overtime. No overtime there. Just two-point buckets all Just day. Just buckets all day long. <laughs> so I think we got to choose from that well, list. Well, I think I think uh, Ice would be George great. George Gervin. I think at, that'd be great. I agree. I don't know if we brought him up before. This is definitely uh tip of the cap for, to him. The finger row. Iceman. The finger roll. Yes, sir. George Gervin's your episode.
0: That's what's up. Shout out to you, George Gervin. I know uh, you're probably not listening, but maybe you will. Who knows? Who knows? We have so much to cover this episode, and this is basically going to be a trade deadline episode. Yeah. Um, We're a little late because last week we recorded, and then all all shit hit the fan. Yeah. Um, First thing first, the Unicorn is out of New York. He is now in Dallas with Cool Hand Luca. It's Cool Hand Luca and the Unicorn- paired together unbelievable and i want to ask you do you think collusion and tampering is alive and well in the nba yeah because this is a perfect situation for this i want to know i want to know how this happens okay so the knicks have a meeting with chris stapps yep in which they say quote he was not happy he left the meeting angry
1: well it sounds like they didn't want him to play yet it sounds like they wanted to keep him off the floor and it sounds like he feels like he's ready to get out there a little bit Definitely has been
0: ready, I yeah. think, and and I think the Knicks are on, a, on a once again, hashtag tank for Zion. Um, I think that's their mentality right now, but I found it really weird how they have a meeting. Chris Stapp says, or supposedly says, he's unhappy, doesn't like the direction of the franchise. Doesn't sound far-fetched at all because right. why would no he be, Why would he be happy? And then an hour later... Yeah. One hour, literally like maybe less than an hour. Yeah. He's in a blockbuster deal sending Chris Stapps to Dallas for DJ and Dennis Smith Jr. and Wesley Matthews. So DJ expiring contract,
1: uh same um, thing with Wesley Matthews. hmm And Dennis Smith gets a nice landing space in in New York. So and then yeah, coming back the other way, along with Chris Stapps was Hardaway and Courtney Lee, who are both really, really heavy contracts right big now. contracts uh, probably one of
0: the worst contracts the knicks ever gave anybody hardaway right yeah
1: definitely uh I, and it's it's funny because i don't think he's like that far off from earning that money but like it's just a bad contract you gave the guy 25 million dollars a year before he earned that contract. and i like hardaway i do. Too. I, I, I think I he's like a good him. player yeah i think he's a good scorer i um what what were you we trying to get to though with with the uh with the collusion i find and it the really i
0: i don't i don't see "Quote unquote blockbuster deals going down in one hour." I feel mm. even the night before this deal went down, New York was in Dallas, and there saw you know there was a lot of broing out with with Luca and Porzingis. I think that these deals don't get done if they weren't already set to happen. I think that New York had no plans on bringing Chris Stapps back this next year, and I'm not sure who really won this. Okay, you feel like Dallas wins this. Because you get Chris Staps. If you get an eighty percent Chris Stapps to play with the Phenom Luca, who are, they already have a uh, a camaraderie, it's huge. Like I think that duo is a big thing. If yeah. he's eighty percent of the player that he was, uh, this could be something yeah. really special.
1: So yeah, uh, you, the the biggest thing obviously with Porzingis is his his size, right? When you go down with any kind of significant injury at the size that he is at it's you know it, it's there's it's more there's more involved there it's not the same thing as if somebody you know our size gets is caught with an acl uh and like you mentioned you know, you know last podcast when we're talking about anthony davis and his health you know when you're a big guy it's easier to get injured like that and it's harder to recover
0: well let's talk about a couple i'm going to bring up a couple guys mm-hmm. let's talk about greg odin who yep. was young blowing out both his knees never been the same player Let's talk about Amari Stoudemire. Stress fracture. I'm talking about the lower half of your body for a big man. It, right. it Bill Walton, yeah. Yao Ming with his feet, mm-hmm. Sam Bowie with his knees. I the history of the big man getting injured and coming back being the player they are yeah. is not. It's not a. It's no. not a thing.
1: No, it's it really isn't. I think the one thing that that Chris Stepp's has on his side is the fact that he was pretty young when mm-hmm. it happened. Right, so he is a young guy. Uh, the way that doctors can operate on these things now, it happens fast. Their their incisions are minimal and the recovery time is significantly narrowed. I mean, especially when you have NBA doctors taking a look after you every day and, and the and the physical therapy. So, I think when you look at the way that Demarcus Cousins is playing right now, that's got to be hope because that's even a worse injury to recover from, especially for a big man, is an Achilles more so than a knee. And Demarcus is looking great. He looks you know a little slow in that and that's well, part and of, his, of ramping his wor- up.
0: His workload is less
1: too. Yeah. And it's easy to look great on that team because, I mean, he's on a team of all-stars. But I think there's a lot of hope that Porzingis uh, can be back to 100%. There is a lot of success stories in recent NBAs where people, you know, I mean, if you look at Derrick Rose and how his resurgence is happening right now, it's not impossible for Chris Stapps to return to his 100% form and then improve upon that as he continues to grow.
0: ACL is actually a very common injury it now is. in the NBA. Yeah, it happens and, all the and time. In sports.
1: Yeah. And the doctors are really good at it. Like we, we we've gotten really good at fixing that issue mm-hmm. um, with surgery and and physical therapy. So the 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 interesting thing that you brought up there is tampering, and I do think it seems like the Knicks uh, have some kind of inkling that they're able to sign a free agent. Because if they weren't, and of course the big magnifying glasses on Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving right now, if they weren't going to be able to try and pull the trigger on bringing Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving or Kawhi Leonard or whoever that they're going to try and go after in this offseason, why would you just essentially give away your number one talented asset?
0: This is the best asset they've had in 25 years. Right. The best player that they've had in New York in 25 years. <laughs> New York Knicks have been irrelevant yeah. for 25 years. It's longer than that. Yeah, And, and this is the guy that that phil drafted that everybody booed and thought that this would be the guy that's going to bring in the free agents right he's also under contract until next next summer yeah but to get rid of your franchise player like that within an hour i think new york was controlling the narrative because they made it sound like chris stapps was just over it now fuck new york i want out of here
1: yeah 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 they got out in front of that
0: they totally did and i don't look we all this is no secret the New York Knicks are a poorly run organization right now. You can ask any Knicks fan, ask anybody from New York. So they want to make it look like we had to get rid of Chris Stapps. Mm-hmm. He wanted out. We had to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. The whole the whole point of this is to clear cap space. He had a big deal coming. Yep. Getting rid of that Hardaway deal, like you said, takes a lot off the books. And Courtney Lee. Had and a Courtney big, Lee yeah. got paid too. Yeah. So right now the New York Knicks have seventy almost $75 million in cap 76, I think. 76. Yeah.
1: Either you know, after seventy, it's irrelevant. It's 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 the most cap space that they've ever had as a franchise in one season, going to this off season. So, I do think that they had to. What you assume because because we know they're so poorly run, you have to assume, hopefully, that they have some kind of understanding that Kevin Durant is interested, Kyrie is interested, somebody has to be interested, or else why would they make this move now? Uh, One thing that I brought up in the last podcast when we talked about all the Anthony Davis trade possibilities was the Knicks have a trade package almost exactly like the one they ended up trading to Dallas to offer the Pelicans. And we found out that they offered that exact trade package to the Pelicans to try and get Anthony Davis. The Pelicans said, no, thank you. And then they immediately went to Dallas. I think you're right about the the space, the amount of time that it took for them to be like, uh, okay, Porzingis is unhappy. Let's get him out the door. That seems pretty fucking fast.
0: In the time it takes you to go to the bathroom, bro. Yeah. It was done and the deal was done.
1: Right. And so for for New York Knicks fans, this is you know kind of a double-edged sword. Uh, you have to be really sad to see the best player that you've had in 20 years leave, especially when it seemed like he was really starting to, to hit his stride before he got injured. But it's got to be a little bit hopeful there's got to be some hope here that this offseason can be the year where they actually attract two major players but how are they
0: how are the Knicks getting the the vibes from KD and from right. Kyrie like why? that's yeah that's Who's the Who's controlling this right the media is the one saying of course dude like we've said on many podcasts everybody wants to play in LA a lot of people would like to be in New York yeah but I think they're going to take a look at the way the organization is run now check this out if Kevin Durant doesn't go to New York, uh, New York looks like a bunch of fucking That's fools. it.
1: That's the problem.
0: And KD looks fine. Because KD said, I I'm not, I never said That's I not was doing It's not his to... fault. No, right. it's not his fault. No, no, absolutely if, not. If Kyrie doesn't go to New York, right. they're going to have 75. I just see the Knicks really fucking this up. Yep. And I, I see them with Tobias Harris and Boogie Cousins as the guys that they're going to give this $75 million wow. to. I do. And we're gonna get, and it that's into- a
1: loss. I think that's, it's that's an L. That's a big loss right there for that franchise. If that's what happens, and hopefully they get like R.J. Barrett or or Zion or somebody really good in the draft to pair them with. But if that's what they end up with, that's not terrible, but it's not worth trading Porzingis. No,
0: because then there is no supporting cast. Again, we we say this all the time. That's great. You have two great players that are there, but it's it's the other six that really you know, really are gonna make a championship run happen. Mm-hmm. You know, seeing the 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 thought, the wet dream of KD and Kyrie and Zion is a is a pipe dream to me. Because right. what's crazy is that Dennis Smith Jr. being there and DeAndre being there, these guys are gonna play. You know, like right, Dennis talks- Smith might fuck around and win you 15 games. Right. Because he wants to play. Right. Because he when wants they- to score. Yeah, and they want to tank. My whole thought was they're gonna have DJ and Wesley Matthews come and they're gonna shut them down. Like you're on waivers.
1: Yeah, I think that's the that's the, the move right now is I think they're looking to either trade DeAndre and or Wesley Matthews or do some kind of buyout uh where they can they can get them off their books. Because you're absolutely right. There's at this point the the rest of the season should be about losing for the Knicks yeah, which and then and then the hope of getting a really, really high draft pick, hopefully number one for them and then being able to either take that and and say to Kevin Durant and Co- and Kyrie please come and play like mm. this is what we did we did this for you guys we both want you to come um and change this franchise put put this you know th- this team back on the map and
0: I think it would be a rolling. really hard sale for for Dolan right. and that front office to get those players right. of their caliber yeah because um, we, we still don't know what the fuck Kyrie's doing. No. Kyrie's just up and down every yeah, single we day. No we don't idea. know. Yeah. KD, nobody knows. Right. We don't know what the fuck he's going
1: to do. Right. The, the main connection to the Knicks has to do with KD's guy, Rich Kleiman, who grew up diehard Knicks fan. So there's talks that because of his vested interest over his entire life of being a Knicks fan, that he thinks that this could be obviously, number one, a great opportunity for Kevin Durant to kind of branch out on his own um, on some level and, and, you know, take this franchise, like a new challenge for Kevin Durant to take on this franchise and restore them to greatness and things like that. Uh, and there's also thoughts that Rich Kleiman maybe offered a position within the front office. Ooh, I didn't hear that. If if this goes through. Oh. Uh, and now that's that's probably more conjecture and, like, jokes and things like that. I wouldn't put it past this this organization to be like, look, if you can give us Kevin Durant, we'll fucking make you assistant GM right now. <laughs> and so I think it's a huge risk, right? So now if there isn't tampering, if there's not collusion, if they don't have a wink-wink from Kevin Durant and Kyrie saying like, look, we're not going to say it out loud, but we're going to come there in this offseason. And they just did this uh in hopes that that will happen. Then it's going to be another – terrible 10 seasons for the next ten. Yeah.
0: 10 seasons yeah because they cleared the house for Melo. we all know what happened when they when they when yeah. they cleared all all space for mellow yeah and got nothing out of it right and what they had was 100 million dollars to give away which they gave to amari who you got 30 games out of or yeah whatever however many Chauncey it was Billups,
1: i think was on that roster they, I, they went through so many players and it just never worked out so i you know what's i i really hope I hope something works out for the Knicks. I like it when the Knicks are good. It's been it's so it's good for basketball. It's been so long it has. since the Allen Houston, Latrell Sprewell, Kurt Thomas days, where they were actually in the playoffs and like winning a playoff series. Like it's been decades. I yeah, it's been so long. And I I, I I have no problems with the Knicks, probably because the Lakers never have an issue with them. But I would love to see them be good, and I think and they have great really, fans. It would be really exciting. Yes, it would be really exciting for them to get even just one of those players. Mm-hmm. If it's Kevin Durant or Kyrie, that's still you know a great start. And and you could say at that point, you could say, well, why do we trade Porzingis if we're not getting both? But at the very least, you get some kind of compensation.
0: And if you have a good front office, you can make that money work. Right. It's all about selling New York and selling the the vision. I think guys like Kyrie and KD though aren't going to go to an organization that isn't planned on 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 being
1: in the finals right. in the East in the next two years. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And, but I do want to, I want to take a peek at Dallas because this yeah, is, this is a fucking home that. run. It's a home run for the Dallas 100%. Mavericks. They got rid of DeAndre Jordan's contract. They got rid of Dennis Smith, who was unhappy and not getting along with Rick Carlisle and was probably hating a little bit on Luka Doncic and, and cause he took, he stole all the thunder. Dennis Smith was the, the golden boy for a year in Dallas and he was super exciting and like, Oh my God, what an athlete. And he's a good scorer. Uh, but he's undersized. If we're being realistic for the NBA, he's small. Um, and he doesn't play well with Luka Doncic, so they made a move. They brought in. Now they have. Not only did they bring in Kristaps Porzingis, who looks to be ready to play here in a matter of weeks, but they pr- they bring in. I heard
0: they're going to shut him down, though. I'm sure they will. They, they're going to shut him. There's down no reason they- to rush him. Agreed. If he's
1: if there's any lingering stuff, you 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 want. I mean, Mark Cuban said it. They want them these two players to play together for the next 15 years so if if that's the goal then there's no reason to rush him but in the meantime you end up getting a, a an out and out shooting guard that can play alongside Luka Doncic that can take his own shots and now their starting lineup goes uh, Luka Hardaway Harrison Barnes Porzingis and Dirk I guess if you want to throw Dirk in there but you know re- removing Dirk those four players are solid. Harrison Barnes is still a really good player. He can get his own shot. Um, you know, he's grown pretty substantially since his days in the Warriors. And I, he's a like a, a, for a third option. He's pretty fucking solid for a third option. Um, and you could toss up between him and Hardaway, who, who's three or four in that in that any given lineup. Um, so I, I think this is Mark Cuban and the Dallas Mavericks taking advantage of a great opportunity that that seemingly fell in their lap. Um, or
0: they've been working on it for a little while. Well, maybe they have, which but, is I mean, possible. They, they
1: couldn't be that long because Luca just got here, so it couldn't have, it couldn't have been that long in the works because they were after DeAndre Jordan for seven years. Right? They wanted. They him. got him, and they were like, "Oh, guess what? Your time to go. We we found an opportunity. Let's go get Porzingis.
0: It's huge for Dallas uh, to be relevant again. I think Luca obviously just shot them to the top. He's so good. He's so good. And it, again, if you get an eighty percent Porzingis playing with this kid, they are going to be. And, and again. From a marketing standpoint, this draws attention from other possible free agents. You know, oh yeah, not necessarily the seven that we're talking about, but right. maybe. Sure. Who the fuck knows? Who
1: knows? Nobody knows.
0: But it was. Uh, I think Dallas won this trade one hundred percent. Absolutely.
1: Right now. Now, if now if New York can pull like if we if New said, York gets Kevin Durant mm-hmm. and and uh, and Kyrie, mm-hmm. then they can say, "Look, this is why we did that." But at the very least, Dallas still looks like a fucking. Unbelievable. They came, they, out of came the, out. they came out of this deal mm-hmm. great, however it works out for the Knicks. And
0: sit Porzingis. Let him work out all year. Let's start this shit over next year. Work work together this summer. Work out this summer. I really Have, I can't wait to see them play together. It's going to be great.
1: Yeah, awesome.
0: It's time to talk Laker basketball. What the fuck are you guys doing? I want to yeah. say that uh, I cannot believe what's going on right now. Right. I really can't believe. The Pelicans literally put the Godfather deal on the board. They put Lonzo Ball. Brandon Ingram, uh, Kyle Kuzma, uh, Lance Stevenson, Rajon Rondo, two picks, one of Kobe's jerseys in the rafters, and a pair of Genie Buss's used panties. in the deal,
1: Drew. And the Pelicans said, no, we don't want it. They don't want it. They don't want it. You know, I... uh, You didn't even laugh at the panties joke? Oh, that was... It was funny. It was fucking funny. No, it was funny. Been waiting all day to say that. Oh, that was really funny. Uh, (laughs) Talk to me, Drew. Talk
0: to me from a Laker fan... Fan standpoint because
1: yeah. on it, our it, last podcast, the joke was funny. <laughs> you're upset, but I'm I'm, in a, I'm yeah I'm not in a laughing mood when it comes to this. All right, first of all, I thought by this time Anthony Davis would have found his new home in the Los Angeles area with his new jersey and his new teammates. Uh, but I underestimated the um, not give a fuck attitude of the Pelicans organization and specifically Dell Demps their GM. Um he is he is strong arming he's Ma- puppeteering everything. Magic Johnson right now. <laughs> yes. uh, I can't believe that the Lakers were drawn out so like this is terrible honestly like you know my, my day job is sales and I love a negotiation. This was the worst possible negotiating tactics that I've ever seen in my life. The Lakers kept I heard that they that they submitted five different bids in one day without hearing a yes or no from any of those. It's like texting that girl, hey, what's up? Hey, bro, what's up? You you yeah. up? What's going on? Yeah. And you're not getting a response every t- every ten minutes. <laughs> it's like, bro, she's leaving you on red, homie. Like she's staying she on. She red. saw those messages. She is not into this right now. <laughs> right. Like, give her a day. Right? Uh, Magic doesn't know that apparently. He he didn't grow up in the in the leave him on red mm-hmm. generation. He continued to push the envelope um and and gave offered them a package uh that, that literally was raiding our cupboards. You didn't believe me when I told you this, too, either, by the way. I didn't believe that the deal would be done for for that listing. Uh, because that's just it would be the craziest trade I've ever heard of. There's here's nine players and <laughs> and genie bus, apparently. Her uh, panties. Her panties and and <laughs> And they still said no. So this is a huge middle finger uh, from New Orleans aimed at uh, the Los Angeles Lakers. And I do—I think it might have to do with the Saints and Rams. By the way, I think there might be a little bit of the—you think the Saints owner? Yeah, no. Also owns the Pelicans, and he's like, "We're not fucking trading Anthony Davis to the Lakers or any team in Los Angeles." But let's fuck with them a little this bit. year. Bottom line: I am happy that the Pelicans refused that offer because it was an astronomical ask. And the fact that they came back and said they wanted eight draft picks on top of... No, I don't think that was on top. This was a separate. Separate? No, no, no. It was like five players, all five of our young players, and eight draft picks. I think I think you're wrong on this. I, think, I, I read this straight off of the NBA article.
0: I thought they went from that <clears throat> astronomical godfather deal yeah. to saying, no, we want four first and and, and four seconds. Four seconds.
1: And... Hart, Kuzma, Lonzo, Zubac, no way, and uh, uh, Ingram. No, that's that, ridiculous. I know that's, that's ridiculous. Just, that's just Demps fucking with magic. Which is again, <laughs> magic needs to come through here, right? And he didn't. Now we still have whatever twenty five hours left before the trade deadline. At this point, we can all safely say that Anthony Davis is not going to be a Laker at this at this particular moment. Now we clearly have nothing else to offer them. We've offered them everything that we can. We're not going to give them eight draft picks unless, of course, those eight draft picks come with like two players, right? It's clear to me that the Pelicans don't want to engage in negotiation with the Lakers maybe until the final hour because they're still taking offers that come in from every team. Now, Boston has thrown their hat into the ring, and I don't necessarily need to get into all the different things and scenarios that we talked about in the last podcast I think there's still a really good chance that AD gets moved before the trade deadline. But right now, everything is looking like he's going to wait around until summer. And then they're going to make up their mind. He's not going to wait around. They're going to wait around. He's going to wait. He is going to wait around in, because I don't think he's going to play. I think he's going to wait around.
0: He's not. Dell Demps is the one holding all the chips. He has the Royal flush and he is just weighing the options. I think summer uh, Danny Ainge supposedly has been in this dude's ear. Just wait, just wait, just wait. And, I think the Laker deal will still be there during yep. the summer if they want. Right. But I think it's the trickle down effect that I want to talk about. Right. With the That's Lakers. what I wanted to get into with you. So, as of a week ago, we were both assuming that like, oh, this this Davis deal is going to be done. These yep. guys are going to be ghost.
1: Right. And, and it what hasn't
0: we, happened? It has not happened. And what it has caused is a bunch of fucking turmoil and drama within the Laker organization yep. right now. Yeah. For Kyle Kuzma. And for Lonzo Ball and for Brandon Ingram, these young players, right, that have never been told, we don't want you. You're not good enough. You're not good enough. Right. When you're thinking like one of your idols, LeBron James, who you've been playing with for three three months is pulling the strings on your career, that can cause a lot of turmoil, locker room turmoil, uh, resentment. Oh, yeah. And we're seeing that. Yeah. We're seeing what we saw last night in the 42-point loss to the Indiana Pacers. LeBron's sitting on the bench, and I want, I'm going to ask you about this, sitting far away from his his teammates. Three and a half months in to the LeBron James project and the core that you guys drafted and molded and wanted, and I'm going to quote Magic Johnson right now, Lonzo Ball will be the face of our franchise. His His jersey will be hanging in our rafters. Magic Johnson said that. Mm-hmm. And now Lonzo Ball is literally the talk of all trade talks. Yeah. I think everything is collapsing in in the Lakers franchise right now. I really do, and I'm not saying that being a Clipper fan.
1: I'm seeing the writing on the wall. I, I want to see what you think, dude. This is what you get when you when you bring LeBron James to your franchise. This is the circus that all of the all of us Laker fans that were a little nervous about bringing LeBron here expected. I am not surprised that this is happening. Right as I said throughout this year the Lakers are going to continue to try and build and make moves. And this is the result of that, right? When you uh, bring LeBron to your franchise and you bring him in because you want to win a championship, the writing was on the wall right from the beginning, right? I think if they were realistic, everyone in the Laker locker room looked around at each other and said, we know that not everybody's going to be here by next season, right? Uh, Half of them were already on one-year deals Desperate to try and prove to themselves, to the Lakers organization, to the rest of the NBA, that they can still be in the NBA and have value on other teams because they know that they may not be on this team coming one year. The problem when you go out and you say, look, all right, we're going to make a play for Anthony Davis. Everyone's expendable. This is what you get.
0: They aired it out, Drew. This is what you get. When it gets aired out and everything's out in public... This is what happens. And you got kids that have been in the league for three years, dude. And I'm still calling them kids because that's what the fuck yeah, they are, 20, dude. Twenty,
1: twenty-two, and they've 21. never
0: de- they've never dealt with this before, right? And now all of a sudden you're playing in L.A. with LeBron James, and now you're like, fuck, I'm going to be in in New Orleans. The way I look at it, from uh, you know being out, and I love LeBron James. I've been a LeBron James fan forever, but I'm going to say something that I'm finally starting to see that this dude really has this much pull. Yeah. And in an we don't we haven't heard it from the horse's mouth. We haven't. You know, this is all speculation, but it's—I
1: mean—his uh, it's, track record
0: proves it, one hundred percent. The only coach he didn't get fired was Spolster because Riley said, "Nah, this isn't going to happen."
1: And LeBron respects Pat Riley, one hundred percent. There's got to be like twelve people total in the right. world that Ma- that LeBron respects.
0: So we're three months—we're three and a half months in to this project, right? And your coach is about to get fired. We don't know you're, that. No, f- what they're saying is that LeBron wants Luke out. That's what we hear. We're not in the locker room, so you're—you're—you're you're, you're correct. Yeah. We're hearing that Jason Kidd is, is is looking at becoming the the coach of the team. Luke Walton is getting in verbal arguments with JaVale um, McGee and Michael JaVale Beasley. For calling him bro and saying bro and saying all this shit. Uh, your three core players who you drafted, I already said this, uh, who you wanted to mold are most likely on the way out for the next best chip that you can get. And then what, what are you stuck with? Then you're left with LeBron James, which is great. A 35-year-old LeBron James.
1: He's
0: 34. 34. Don't age, don't age him yet. I won't
1: age him. Don't age him le- yet, man. I mean, we're I'm...
0: finally seeing that like, oh, well, shit, he missed 17 games this year for the first time ever. He's getting hurt. Um, it can happen again. He's still the best player in the NBA, I think, at the, at the moment. We'll, we'll see. He's but not what right now. The, all that narrative and all that talk about, well, there's players that don't want to play with LeBron. I think that's true now. We saw what happened with it's Paul George. It's definitely true. Definitely true. Yeah. So this is my thing. If you don't get a fucking free agent, if you don't get Anthony Davis tonight or within the next 24 hours, you got Reggie Bullock, which is great. I thought that was a great pick. You, you're going to miss V. But hey, there's a shooter. It's about time you got a fucking shooter on your team. Reggie Bullock is a good shooter. If you don't get a top free agent tonight, dude, your season's a wash. You can make the play for Anthony Davis this summer again, but there's yeah. other teams... Such as Boston's going to be in the mix. The Knicks have that seventy-five million. The Clippers, who we're going to talk about in a minute, are also a destination. And the Milwaukee apparently. and Milwaukee made you know he, they, I don't that, don't was, think on have, that, that was, was on his list. That was on his list, but they, I don't think they had enough assets. It would have to be another team that would have to come in. Um, I don't think they,
1: they, they could make it work. But that's uh, the fact that they're on his short list mm-hmm. is very interesting. True, and Boston was not on his short list for Anthony Davis. So are you nervous? I wasn't nervous. To start off with this, we're going into this season because I I knew this season was already a wash. In my mind, you did. In my mind, this season was already planning for 2019. Scrap it. Yeah, we're looking to the next year as far as realistic ambitions to win a championship. I think this has been handled about as poorly as it could have been handled by Magic and our front office. You don't think Magic is doing all he can? Ma- I mean, Magic's really put everything on the table. I think he's doing everything he can mm-hmm. to get Anthony Davis, mm-hmm. and it's not working. Right. So there, there has to be some strategy that's involved here. I, I'm not trying to say that Magic's in over his head, but he's made, he's made his play, and it hasn't worked out. And this is a problem. And because he made the play so publicly and the NBA is covered so intensely now, every person that's involved in every proposed trade, their name gets leaked and they're made aware. And of course it's going to fucking cause problems in the locker room. Of course the people And these aren't. kids are on social media too. I mean, you don't think Lonzo and Ingram and And, and all of them are friends with each other right. more so than they are with LeBron. Right. Every single one of them. It's very much now LeBron against the rest of the team because LeBron's the only one that isn't being talked about being traded. So you create this atmosphere of we want to win, we want to win now, we want to get Anthony Davis, but when that doesn't come through, there's really no way to recover, in my opinion. The only way to recover is to say, look, fuck all this noise, we're not bringing anybody else in, this is our squad and that's not. It's not going to be the case
0: because everybody's separated now. It's not no. going to be the case because that's just
1: not true. LeBron's not going to be happy with this with this team as it's assembled now. He's already unhappy with every aspect, apparently, of the Lakers franchise
0: from coaching to front office to yep. the personnel to and everything. Is, and
1: so, and I knew this going in. I I expected this. I I was hopeful that LeBron's pull would really, especially with. Anthony Davis's agent and and LeBron's agent Rich Paul being the same, I thought this deal was going to be done tight as a drum. Let's get it done. Like what do you want? Here it is, let's make it happen, yeah, but
0: the, the relationship between LeBron and Rich Paul has nothing to do with Dell Demps, I know
1: that, so I know that, but <clears throat> I, but Dell Demps has a relationship with Anthony Davis, right, and I thought because of that, there would be at least some negotiation coming to the table, like, okay, we know that you want fucking twenty seven draft picks. we're not going to give you that, nobody is. Let's get realistic. And there hasn't been any of that. And I feel like magic has been taken advantage of. The Lakers have been made fools of themselves. And this season now, I, I have no predict. There's no way to predict what's going to happen. Next season, too. Well, right. right. I mean, well, it's, uh, clearly, we're going to go after all the, we, the,
0: the, the normal, the right. usual suspects. We go
1: after another thing and we try and get Anthony Davis in a trade and on all that stuff. But right now it's a shit show and I get it like dude, I we lost the, we lost the game last night by 42 points. Oh boy and I don't see that changing very very quickly. I, I can't and I can't blame anybody you know I I, I can't it's the blame, biggest
0: loss LeBron ever had.
1: and I can't blame the the teammates of LeBron that are like, dude fuck this. I can't because they're all like, well, shit. I don't do. I you don't want us. I got to put my apartment up for right. lease, or I got to put my house up for sale. Like,
0: and now you got Lavar tripping in too. We ain't heard right. Lavar in a long time, right? We haven't heard a, a thing from Lavar, and he, now he's coming out against Luke. He's coming out against. Well, he's LeBor. always hated Luke. I know, but I want. I want to say something, dude. And you're a big fan of Luke. Like, let's really think about this. Let's think about Luke as a coach. Mm-hmm. People that have left Luke, uh, D'Angelo Russell, All Star. Julius Randle fucking playing the best season of his life. Lou Williams, who actually got a couple buckets, is having a great, great season this year and last year. Maybe it's the system. Maybe Luke is really... Luke has nothing to do with those I do,
1: though. I do think so. No, no, no. That's GM. The D'Angelo Russell trade was a fucking catastrophe. Um, And that was Mitch Kupchak's final straw with the Lakers organization. (laughs) Right. Uh, Luke, as much as he can say, I want such and such player, we know out of everyone in that organization, including LeBron... Minus the other players, Luke has the least amount of pull. I believe that. I think it goes Magic, LeBron, uh, Genie, Hey, <laughs> You know, and then and then fucking. Ty, I feel like Tyrone Lou, and Phil Jackson still get more love in that office than Luke right. Walton does for some reason. Right. So uh, that's always been the case, and I don't see that changing. Um, but when it comes to like him being a coach, it's re- how can you possibly judge this man? He comes in, you tell him to lose. Every game as much as possible. We're we're gonna tank. We're gonna do the trust the process. Then guess what? LeBron's here. Okay, turn it on, we're gonna win now. All these guys that have been used to losing for the last two two years, uh, that you have been trained to have them lose fourth quarters, now they have to turn it into winning and okay, Luke, what now coach, like now do it. Like what are you waiting for? Like go, go, like we should be winning. It's not that easy. I get that. And there is a lot of moving pieces because we've been trying to fucking stabilize this franchise and pull this person, this person. Who can we get? What other superstar are we going to get?
0: I think there's the, the, I, and I've said this the past few weeks, just Magic Johnson and the Lakers feel that they need this other superstar mm-hmm. in order yeah. to survive and to compete. Yeah. If I, you, you've watched Seinfeld, right? Uh huh. So I'm going to ask you a very, off the wall question. Okay. In Seinfeld, there's an episode called the Bizarro World, where it's like there's Bizarro Jerry and Bizarro George, and and it's like this this counter world, right? Yeah. Would you trade LeBron for Anthony Davis right now? Keep your core.
1: I would do it. And say you would do that right Fuck now. Yeah. What? Okay. Yeah. That's a great question to ask, though. If it was if I if I got Anthony Davis. Uh, and like Solomon
0: Hill. Yeah, you gotta take Solomon's contract because that's in no matter what. Done. Done, right? You would do that, right? Yeah. Now.
1: Okay. I would. Okay. And I get to keep Lonzo yeah, and Ingram keep your and whole Kuzma. Core. Yeah. It's, I thought of that this morning in the shower. I was like, what if we just trade a LeBron for <laughs> Okay. So I brought that up today too. So, you know, it's, it's uh, I, I honestly, I would do that. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't want to think in those terms because we made a decision and I want to back my franchise in their decision to do this. Uh, I was excited. To bring LeBron, I I think I was very realistic about what you was were. was going to happen, and I, I couldn't have predicted this, but I knew something some shit was going to get shaken up at some point or another. So I didn't now think was that the t-
0: I didn't think it would take three and a half months for everything to just literally shit hit hits the fan. The fan. Right,
1: three, you're right. But I want to get back to Luke Walton as a head coach oh, because before before LeBron went down with that 17 game injury, the groin pull, that is how you determine whether or not Luke is a good coach. They were in the four seed. We were 4-5 seed on a, on a win streak. The team was actually starting to gel together for the first time playing with LeBron. That's always going to take about a month for everyone to just know the way that he plays and the way that he likes to pass and move the ball and hold the ball and blah, blah, blah. And then they finally, they finally hit a fucking groove. LeBron goes down with his injury, and then we obviously, we can't, without him on the floor, we're not the same team, obviously. And we lose a lot of games because he's not on the floor. And then, and then of course, Luke is the scapegoat there. I want to say that he's a good coach. It's hard to say that, right? Because he, he hasn't had, um, the motive and the drive by our franchise to win. And in his previous assistant coaching job with the Warriors, I mean, fuck you and I could coach the Warriors right now to a 50 win season. So I, I understand that people are like, well, Luke, who the fuck is this guy? Like, can he even coach? I think the answer is yes.
0: I think Luke, if Luke Walton gets fired. I think he's going to be fired before the end of the season. Uh, Yeah. Or if the Lakers have any respect for Luke Walton and what he's done for the organization, they would wait until summer. But I will say this. If Luke Walton gets fired because
1: of what LeBron wants, I don't think Luke Walton has a head coaching job for a very long time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look at Mark Jackson. Yes. Uh, it, fine it is what it is and i think he will have a spot on any franchises uh roster that that needs a fucking assistant coach totally uh and it, dude he's been paid well mm-hmm. he may just say fuck is this i'm i'm writing off 6. into the one million writing off into the sunset right. he's got a beautiful family he's a socal kid
0: so how about this before we end the lakers because i'm done with the lakers yeah we'll we'll talk more about them on the next podcast i hope he doesn't get fired do i know you don't but yeah. you have a
1: soft spot for luke and we
0: all like luke everybody likes
1: luke yeah Except for LeBron,
0: except for LeBron, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> and Michael Beasley and Javale McGee.
1: Um, Fuck those guys.
0: Do the Lakers make the playoffs?
1: If we're talking about like if nothing happens. If, Say, this, if, if this team, there
0: is no moves, you get Reggie Bullock. It, that's the guy you get. So
1: yeah, we first of all goodbye Svi. It was, <laughs> was it really- was it was way too short it was way too short you love i'm gonna speak. be i'm gonna be you a fan. Had high hopes i'm gonna be a fan of fees and until he's a retired man have a good time uh, in detroit buddy reggie welcome back to los angeles yes. i've been following his career very closely north carolina since, since north we carolina. drafted him clippers drafted him and i i knew he was gonna be a good are you NBA making the playoffs player. drew hold on a second you gotta allow me to address <laughs> nobody cares about v uh reggie welcome to the shit show <laughs> Um, If this is it, if this is what we're doing, uh-huh. uh, no, we're not making the playoffs. You're not making the playoffs. Absolutely not. What is the motivation at this level for Ingram to, to dive on a loose ball or for Lonzo to try and make an extra pass? Like,
0: I think this is the time where these guys try to shine, bro. How uh, is that
1: going to work, though? It,
0: I mean, we saw when, as soon as Ingram found out that he was getting traded or was on the trading block, he, he had, had a couple, a, couple, he had strings, a nice dunk, he had a couple string of, strings of good games, dude. And Lonzo's hurt, so we really can't say much about Lonzo right now. Um, his pops is speaking
1: yeah, for true. him. He's still on the ankle But you got
0: here. Lakers not making the playoffs.
1: If it stays like this, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's going to be really hard for us to make the playoffs. I think we're both in that. Yeah. I, I you know, there's a good chance that LeBron, you know, comes back and just and just says fucking puts the whole team on his back the way he did Cleveland last mm-hmm. year and we make it to the seven eight seed ish. Mm-hmm. Uh but this competitive West Western conference and we're losing games by forty two points. No. I mean shit. <laughs> Fuck it. Let's Fuck it. let's let's tank. Hashtag tank for Zion. Even the Lakers are in on it. Hasht- uh what's it like to be on the other side of the of the four oh five? Because, dude, I mean, <laughs> Tobias Harris is gone. Man, my guy, Drew. Holy shit. My guy. So you know, that's what happened this morning, right? That's why you That's why you kept getting woken my up. My phone, Drew, would yeah. not
0: stop. I mean, I. this is what's crazy. I'm going to tell you exactly what happened last night. Uh-huh. Got home from work. I had the Clipper game recorded. Clippers played Charlotte. Watched the game. We're down 20. We came back from 26 the night before. We're down 20 to Charlotte. Toby and Lou Will just come up and just we win the game. It was a crazy game. We win. I'm elated, and I actually I thought to myself, I'm said I'm gonna start a campaign called hashtag Pay Toby. Okay. hashtag Pay, pay Toby. Toby. Okay. Because okay. my whole philosophy the whole season I've I, I've told you about this. I've told our listeners about this. I want to I want to build our core, and I want to build around Toby and this 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 yeah. vibe that we That's have. What you were
1: saying last week.
0: Last week too. Yeah. And so I I did this. I did a couple of posts on our page. hashtag Pay Toby. I did a uh, a little a difference between the Lakers bench and then our locker room on w- on how we won the game last night yeah. and just how all the players are vibing now. The camaraderie is great. Yeah, Doc came in said Mike Scott, great game. That's <laughs> how you fucking win a game, right? <laughs> yeah. And at three o'clock this morning, Bobby, Toby, Mike Scott traded to Philadelphia. Adios. Right? And I had to sit back and think, dude, and I'm like, wow. That came out of nowhere.
1: That one okay? did come
0: out of nowhere. You know what? You know what I'm thinking about though, I'm, and we're gonna we're gonna circle back to this. Okay. Every move Jerry West has ever made not only, not even just for the Clippers, but for every organization he's ever been in, okay, has been silent. That's what I'm saying. He did it with the Kobe draft pick. Mm-hmm. He did it with Chris Paul two day three days after he came in. He did it with Blake Griffin. Everything out of left field. He did it with, or they did it with. Jerry did it with Toby and Boby last night. Now, Clipper Nation is all upset, and I'm upset too. I know we get attached to players. We all do. I get attached to players. I learned when we started this podcast how attached I was to DJ and, and Chris and Blake yeah. and how sad I was when we lost them because the difference being the difference between Toby and these guys was we had these guys for nine years and, and five years and stuff. So you, you kind of grow attached. Of course. Them. And we all grew attached to Toby and Boby because Toby played – his ass off. He's your I, best player. Best player. Yeah, he's your best far. player. I even said I think he's better than Blake Griffin. We came out, we came out of this, this trade with Blake really good.
1: And well, not anymore. Essentially, well, no, you traded but, Blake Griffin <clears throat> for Mike Mescala. No. Uh Shamit. No. And Chandler. Wilson Chandler. No, nah,
0: but what we got from Blake. Drew actually mm-hmm. is Shay. We got Shay. We got the draft pick. Okay. We got this Landry kid, who I don't know much of, but I know he's a shooter. Wichita State. We got Avery Bradley. We got uh, Wilson Chandler. We got the Muscala kid, whatever. We also got two first round picks and two second or three second round picks for Blake Griffin. So if that's not the whole bag pretty not mediocre, th- though. Really? The, so we got Miami's 2021
1: unprotected The picks are pick. nice. The picks are nice. But the, the players. the players, Shea's not going to future. Shea's nice. But the rest mm. of them are not. It's not Tobias Harris is what it's, I'm getting at. It's not. But right. this is what
0: I'm explaining to Clipper Nation. Mm. Is Tobias turned down an $80 million extension from We tried to extend him this past summer. Tobias, knowing his worth and knowing that he's probably going to have a good year this year. I don't think he was expecting having this great of a year. Mm-hmm declined that 80 million cuz he's probably going to want that 100, that 110, 150. And you deserve it, Toby. Yeah, he does. He you deserve it. What to whatever team that wants to take you. But we weren't going to pay that to him. And I don't blame Jerry West for doing that. Okay? Right. What what Jerry West did was see that a at best, at best, say we finish with Toby and every, and Lou and Gallo's back at best, Shooting for the stars, we're in fifth place. We're out in the first round. We're not winning a championship. right? And I think everybody needs to realize that. Now, you can either be like Cleveland and be like Oklahoma City and lose your star player for nothing, or you can get the best value out there. And I think that Jerry West has silently been taking offers from teams that yep. want Toby, Philly had the best offer on the table. We want to accumulate picks. What we're seeing from all this free agent shit is everybody wants picks. Right. Picks is like the big thing because you don't know where the superstars are going to go anymore because everybody's fucking signing one one year contracts. So this this Miami 2021 unprotected pick is really coveted. I think that's going to be uh, turned into something bigger for us. I, I don't necessarily think it'll be before trade deadline. Right. But it's a game of chess, not checkers. And I think we've been playing this for a while. Am I going to miss Toby? Of course, dude. Of course. You're going to miss
1: Bobby too. I'm
0: going to, I love Bobby. Yeah. But I felt that if we brought a Kawhi in or a KD in, which I think we're going to do and with Toby, I would have liked to see that. But I think the Clippers plans, like the Knicks plans, like the Lakers plans, like there's only a few players in this free agent market. Yep. Has there ever been a summer where literally Six of the 10 best players in the NBA, six of the 15 best players in the NBA are going to be free agents. Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, Boogie, Kemba, Kawhi, uh, Clay. You know what I'm saying? Jimmy Buckets. There's a lot of fucking players. Yeah. I think Jerry West coming into when he took over
1: the Clippers was thinking about the summer of 2019. Of course. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Jerry, Jerry's the best. This is why he's still doing this. I mean, the man is pretty old at this point, but he's fucking sharp as attack. Mm-hmm. He knows he's almost eighty, Drew. He knows this business, dude. Mm-hmm. And and I I don't know if there's ever been a better uh, person that to value at evaluating talent just by watching. Um, because Didn't he drafted
0: Steph and Clay.
1: Yeah, he drafted and, both he, of them and Draymond and Draymond. Yeah, what did he do in Memphis? Didn't I mean he? Did that's a, the that, Gasol. That's the Gasol
0: trade. Yeah. So my my whole point is like I feel like Clipper Nation. Because, dude, and I don't mean to toot my horn, but I think a lot of people, that's why I got hit up so much today. They want to know how I felt. Right. And there was a lot of haters out there, including some of our friends, Douchebag John included. And I know he's listening to this episode. They're like, oh, it's the Clippers just being the Clippers. No, dude.
1: The whole culture has changed. In Los Angeles, this isn't well. That remains to be seen. Okay, it doesn't until you get somebody. The, it's the Clippers being the Clippers.
0: It's not though.
1: I know that there is we more went, intention behind. There is. It. I get what you are saying. Yeah, I get yeah, what you are saying. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah,
0: yeah. The, and the history. I am not gonna
1: because it's like the, the Knicks. Like if it's the Knicks being the Knicks again, if they don't get a result in this in this free agency, I get
0: that. But for the, I totally understand, yeah. Drew. And I am not, I am not uh, dismissing our past. I am not dismissing that at all. Right. But when you look at the fact, this is the first time in forever. Ever, dude, in all of my years as a Clipper fan, and we're going fucking, I don't even want to date myself, but we're going before you were born a long time. Never has the top free agents in basketball listed the Clippers as a destination. And the reason why they're doing that is because A, they see the culture of our organization. They see our coach, our front office. They see the camaraderie of the team, which is a totally different dynamic from a lot of different teams in the NBA. People do want to play for Doc. Um, uh, people do want to play for Balmer in and, L.A. in L.A. and I think that being the the stepson mm-hmm. or the stepbrother right. of the Lakers, they see that like, yo, if this shit ain't working out over here, this might work out over here. Yeah,
1: well, it's, it's a good market to be in on either either team. way.
0: Yeah, and 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 we're gonna get our own arena. I just think that we need to be patient, and Clipper fans have been patient. We like, let's the the move that Jerry West made for Chris Paul. Like, would you? Rather be nostalgic and have Chris Paul in our team right now paying him $200 million and being injured. injured every seven games and being being sucked into this contract like John Wall right now, who we will talk about in a minute. Or do you want to have this flexibility and have this money and grow this talent? Because I really feel that. I think Gallo's gonna be gone too. I think we're gonna I think we're gonna dump his contract. And I love Gallo. I would love to keep Gallo. If we Mm. keep him, I'll be happy with that. Twenty four million dollars a year is a lot of money. But I think right now at this point, this isn't a tank. And Kornheiser was on around the horn today being like, I don't like this. Balmer's just tanking. And that's not the case. What we're doing is getting the best assets that we can and preparing for this summer. Well,
1: also, I mean, I don't I think you're right though. Like finishing seven or eight is not a good option for the Clippers, anyway, right? There's no, there's no victory there. I mean, it's nice to make the playoffs. It's good, uh, but and and the players get their bonuses. But the, but there's no, there's no end result. So yes. it wouldn't be terrible for you to lose and and try and tank a little bit. To I don't get think really we want to
0: tank. Doc is not going to tank anything. He's team. not a tanking. Coach. But what I want to ask Clipper Nation, that's listening to this right now, would you rather get eighth spot or seventh spot in the playoffs and lose, which we're going to do? I'm a big, you know, I, I believe in the Clippers, but we're not as good as the top three teams. We're not. Right? Would you rather go to the playoffs and lose in the first round and then lose with Tobias Harris and then lose Tobias Harris and to free unrestricted agent. free agency? Right, right. And guess what? Let's give props to, to the Philadelphia 76ers. They put their fucking balls on the table. That's what I wanted to get into. Okay. And they said, we're going to take. Tobias, who's an unrestricted free agent. Jimmy Butler, who's an unrestricted free agent, and we're gonna go
1: for this right now. I think they saw an opening and, and they, they took it. I this from the Philadelphia 76ers standpoint, you have to be elated. A guy of the quality of Tobias Harris filling out your starting five at this point is phenomenal. For as weird of a character as Jimmy Butler seems to be, Tobias is like the most normal consummate professional out of all of them keeps his fucking mouth shut just wants to get along and play ball Mm -hmm. like so when you're looking at like the dynamic that he brings to that team it's almost like a calming veteran presence that they don't necessarily have you know they have jj and they have some veterans on the squad and everything but when it comes to like a really top level player which tobias harris it's, it's fair to say he's in the top 30 players in the nba just on the cusp of all star didn't make it this year but was right there and and the way that he can play within that starting 5 and within that organization fucking huge huge i think everyone on the eastern side of this nba they're scared they you including the scared. milwaukee bucks including the toronto raptors they gotta be looking at that being like, well, fuck. <laughs> and two two things. You're right, Drew. Damn. I mean, think about that start that starting lineup
0: averages if they average what they average, 103 p- points a game.
1: Just from the five. Just from their starting right, five. Right.
0: They their starting five can definitely go at Golden State. They yeah. can that can be a Yeah, that'll be good. Thing.
1: The matchups are really intriguing. Right. So fuck, dude, I hope. I hope that everyone stays healthy on both sides and we get to see that clash happen. I, I'm so excited. I'm also really excited that LeBron isn't going to be in a finals. Is that weird as a Laker fan? I'm yeah, kind of excited yeah, to not very, see him in a finals. That's really. I'm excited to get some dang. fucking new flavors it's in n- there. It's nice to
0: see it, right? Yeah. But back to what Philly. Two things. One, shout out to Jerry West for not trading Tobias in the West Coast. And huh? shout out to Jerry West for sending Bobby in the package because they are best friends. They're homies. And, and that will change the locker room, dog. I'm telling you. Toby and Bobby are. I know it sounds funny saying, but they they bring a fucking different thing to the locker right. room that I think Philadelphia could use.
1: Okay? Yeah, definitely. I mean, Jimmy's already causing... It seems like everywhere this fucking guy goes, he causes problems.
0: And Philly can lose in this. Say they lose second round. And then Tobias chooses to go And then go. they have
1: some cap space that's free. Tobias and Jimmy can be gone. They can go. They can go. And then they have some opportunities or they can try and sign one of them or whatever version of that happens. It's a great move. I, think I, I both, I, dude. I well that again that remains to be seen. The results of that will come in this offseason. If it if it turns out that that move was advantageous in you creating the cap space to bring in two Really amazing players like DeMarcus and Kawhi, for instance, or something along those lines, then fucking awesome. If it does turn out that everyone you know spurs your advances and you don't end up with somebody, you do have the picks which are huge, but it is like fuck. Then we're rebuilding
0: right, more, exactly. But I think with Jerry at the helm,
1: yeah, you I gotta think trust him. I mean, we have great.
0: assets, dog. Yeah. We got a lot of assets and we got money. And you look at, if KD and Kawhi are looking at New York and they're like, well, I don't know if this shit's really gonna work. And then they look at LA and they're like, well, LeBron's kind of, there's a lot of shit going on. We don't want to play with LeBron. We might not want to do that. Guess what? This is a good opportunity. Mm-hmm. So my my suggestion to Clipper Nation is we've dealt with this our whole lives yeah. and let's continue to, let's trust this. You got to look I, at it with
1: hope, right? You got to hope for the future.
0: I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that this has been a game, a, a strategy. Yeah. I do do you think Doc knew on the uh, last night? I mean, at the shit happened uh, on the plane. You know, yeah,
1: I would I would imagine that they informed Doc, but I don't I don't know if you would tell Doc that before the game. Starts, but I think, you know, I, yeah, I think the communications work their way down as they, as they do doc's no longer involved in those situations right. it's paying off because he's able to dedicate more time to coaching and developing the players mm. great mm. um but when you when you're jerry west and lawrence frank and these guys that you have and they're pulling strings you don't need to fucking talk to anybody nope. you just need steve ballmer to go okay here's the signature like let's, <laughs> let's make do it. it happen
0: i'm I, i'm okay with it to let everybody know i'm okay with that i'm gonna miss toby i wish him nothing but the best and Philly, philly's gonna be my new east coast team I fuck with you, Philly. I love this team. Yeah, let's do it. If, I'm excited. If they're all on the Milwaukee same page. Milwaukee
1: and Philly in the Eastern Conference Finals is something I would love to see. Toronto and Philly. Well, Toronto might trade Kyle Lowry. Yeah, there's so much going on. It's a very exciting time of the season. I wa- Shit is happening. You want to know who I think the Lakers should trade Trade right now? Uh Who? I
0: think the Lakers should trade Lonzo Ball Okay. to the Washington Wizards. John Wall is out for a year and a half. They need a fucking point guard. I think Lonzo would be a good fit in Lonzo's Washington. out right now, though. At, yeah, <laughs> for a year and a half. And let me tell you this. John Wall slipping and, and tearing uh, his... Again. I don't believe that shit. He has a bad I, knee. I
1: it, I don't it, believe he slipped and fell in his house, That's dog. the worst, like, oh, I slipped and fell. My dog
0: ate my homework it's like, type shit.
1: Bro. I don't believe it. What is this? Wait, what is? Am I am I a Jacob Imrani, Mr. Mister I'm, Two 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 <laughs> Two Two? two, two, two <laughs> call me when you have a slip and fall. Like fuck out of here! Slip and fall? I get it. So this is the I, I backpedal just a just a second because he does have a bum knee. He was recovering. Yeah, from surgery. he had surgery. It, and if if for whatever reason, like he was on his crutches or on his boot. And he's trying to go Could up be. or down stairs or some shit like that, and he slips or
0: Achilles for John Wall is going to be uh and pardon the pun and Achilles heel, bro, because he's he's known for quickness and speed and agility, and if history repeats itself, it's not a good look. Yeah, and well, we,
1: and I pray for him. I pray for him to have yeah. a strong comeback. I pray that we don't fucking do that deal. And, I mean, I I would love to keep Lonzo if we can. Lonzo's gone, Drew. You know this, right? Well, no. He's gone, dude. I I don't. (sighs) He's gone, dude. I'm I'm okay with him and being a part of the package, but it has to result in us getting something back. I wouldn't just trade him solo because he is an asset at this point. He's something that we can if build. You
0: can get Bradley Beal in Alonzo. Oh and fuck like, yeah! I get it. Oh definitely, and that's
1: Brad. Beal? That's a game changer. Oh, shit, yeah. I'm, I'm not oh. saying Alonzo for Bradley Beal. Fuck it, I'll do that. <laughs> yeah, anybody would. I'll do, do that. that. No, but uh, Otto Porter did just get traded. Yes, Washington is they're, they're they're fucking they're at the sales floor right now. They're they're selling selling Zion, selling. Where are you at? Uh, yeah, so I, you know, it, anything's possible. I mean, this last this last twenty four hours is going to be fucking hectic as shit. I love just looking at Twitter and and just seeing what Woj uh, decides to to tweet Since out. Since when did I mean, Woj get all the pull? Like Woj is just bro. I, how did
0: he? How can this happen for us? I want to be the Woj of podcasts. How do we do that? Woj has his own podcast. I know he does, dude. I (laughs) listen to Woj. We all listen to Woj. Hey, check this out, dude. Our boy uh, Basket Paul Jones sent me a bunch of shit. I've got posters yeah uh, limited edition dame lillard posters i've got limited edition jason williams white chocolate posters i've got lebron stickers i got Bobon stickers i got forest lab t-shirts xl double xl i've got antidote fresh sneaker freshener there's so much shit we want to give away but the only way this shit's going to work people is if you plug the podcast okay we're going to be watching you everybody that's screenshotting us we completely keep doing it we we love it it's the best but tell somebody get somebody else to subscribe the only way to keep this podcast going is more subscribers more listeners and none of this shit would happen without you guys so continue to support
1: please keep spreading the word
0: we appreciate this screenshot do what you got to do uh drew you got anything final thoughts are you good
1: I got a lot of thoughts, but I know you I, do. I, 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 no, I'm, 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 my brain's on overload. So basically
0: right what we're saying to finish off this podcast is Clippers and Lakers both are making the playoffs. All right. And that's what it is. And we're going to sign off Fuck on that. 180. Hey, but let's take them out at least with a dope jam. All right, please. It's you Oh shit. Popping them things, bro. This is my jam. Uh, This bangs in my truck. I got two 12s in the truck. You know how hard this shit hit. It's hard. Hey, it's a follow through with Clips and Drew, the True players podcast. We're ghosts.
1: All the this my whole nigga, what, nigga, We hold it down like we're supposed to. <laughs> nigga, you can find after the video my baby mama cussed my ass out I kicked the ass We back friends like Puffy and Steve Stout Cut the grass around my foot so I can see these snakes You see them back in the it's cause I see they fake I yeah. preach a sermon by the paper like I'm flow Dollar I pop you punk niggas like I pop my collar I'm confused, I like Megan, Monica, and Maya Missy's Freaky and Brandy shot up Now take a look at how my lifestyle changed up I'm on now, God damn it, I done came up Now you can find me with the finest Hoes, choosing which
0: whip to drive, but what match my clothes I got a fetish for the stones, I'm heavy on the ice, man If I ain't got a pistol on me, sure I got a knife, fam Get out of line and I'm lighting your ass up Send
1: me on a man of spray, I'll tighten your ass up Walk. Every hoody hokey, all the gangsters around know my whole crew We hold it down like we're supposed to be. Nigga, you your front, if you want, we be popping them down We hold it down like we're supposed to <laughs> Nigga you can find if you want Whip it by so, Nigga
0: don't exceed your speed Cause yeah. I will put cheese When you fit it like the Negro beat I got connects I don't need no weed I've been in LA for a year now, so I don't see no
1: seeds. Half done, done. You clapping the crew? Hell yeah, fuck fans. Guess what? Your favorite rapper does too. Every yeah. minute I'm ahead of you, making my rings spin run Wild like the Jamaicans in Kingston. But bling bling in your face ball. That's why my neck shine like one of the shirts that Puffy and Mace wore. I done found an info as soon as I pop a bra.
0: She had my soccer star, you can only stand next to the man if you're proper,
1: y'all take care of birds like an animal doctor, I've been had a buzzing, niggas just slept on me, so I'm out for revenge like when it been laden cousins, right. Right. every hoe we go to, all the gangsters around know my hope we hold it down like we're supposed to, nigga you can front, if you want we be poppin' them down. every ho- we to, all the gangsters around Nigga, woo, nigga. We hold it down like we're supposed to uh-huh. nigga. You can front if you with my look at the news, we do the front page, yeah, we in the Bahamas with AKs on the stage. The ice and the Jacob watcher make a broke nigga. Take something, So I gotta keep the full fifth with no safety button. G you get getting money. I know some artists are starving. Play the game like they rich to me, the shit funny. I know you see me coming. Cause on the front of the maid. It say payback for those that hate it on me. I hate when niggas claim they in a game. You ain't a crip like Snoop, you ain't a blood like Gang. See, I've been having beef. I got my own bulletproof vest. Most of my enemies dead. I got got about two left, until my last breath, I'm sending niggas bullet holes, innocent bystanders get hit trying to be heroes, you know how we roll everywhere that we go, it's four foes, calicos, and desert heroes, every hole we all the gangsters around no more nigga. we hold it down like we're supposed to, nigga look in front, if will we be popping them fast, We hold it down like we're supposed to Nigga, you can front if you want we we'll popping them things